Number 4. The Spirit Woman by Frisco Playa 49 This was a paranormal story that happened to my mom when she was nine. Her and her family lived in the outskirts of a small town in the Monterey Bay area in 1975. The house my mom lived in was on top of a hill with a winding road leading to it facing a lake. There's no neighbors, and the other houses were a distance away. What my mom knew of the house was that it was built in 1927. It was an old, white, wooden Victorian house. She said that it was completely off to be out in the hills far away from Watsonville, California, a small town about 25 minutes east of Santa Cruz. It started off as a community for immigrant workers who came here for a better life. She said that the rooms were big, with plastered walls and massive windows in every room, and that had been repainted so many times in the house's history that the windows were sealed shut. Mom recalled the windows were so high off the ground that you couldn't break into them. I'll warn you ahead that this is pretty disturbing, and if I sound dramatic, it's from my mom's point of view, so bear with me. My grandparents worked far away as they worked in the fields when mom and her siblings moved to live in the United States from Mexico and often left my mom with my tias and tios by themselves with my older tia in charge. Mom and her siblings were used to being by themselves for long periods of the day until my grandparents would come home from work. She says the property around the house had an old barn and a shed full of old, rusty farming equipment. My mom and her siblings would spend the day exploring the nooks and crannies of the buildings, often pretending that they lived in those times and role-played. But often, mom and her younger sister, Leticia, talked about strange things that would happen to one or the other in and around the house. Tia Letty told my mom about the incidents that were happening to her. She would lie in her bed, looking up at the corner of the ceiling. She would tell my mom that she could see the corner was bellowing like it had lungs, and she would be so scared she would run out of the room. That was Dialetti's recollection of what happened to her, but then it was my mom's turn. One evening, mom lied in bed facing the wall when she was sleeping. She always locked the door to her room, being there in the dark by herself. She said she would be in that state when you're half asleep and half awake. But then she felt an ominous weight at the edge of her bed. She was chilled with fear because she knew no one could possibly be in that room with her. She said she felt a motherly presence that was watching her as she slept. Mom wouldn't even dare to turn her head to look at whatever it was that sat beside her on her bed. She was too scared to look at it because she thought she would die of fear if she saw what it was. She spent the whole night praying that it would go away and leave her alone. That was one of the many incidences that happened to her in that house. There was a second mysterious situation where my mom would hear knocks as if someone was there in the house with her. Mom would run to the door excited when she heard the knocks at first, but no one would be there. She says it happened at random two or three times in the day alone. She thought it was someone pulling a prank, but it dawned on her that she had no neighbors for miles around. That's when she became scared. Eventually, it would stop, but it stayed with her. Mom was becoming increasingly frightened because nothing would add up. She said she remembered that when the door knock stopped, there would be soft tappings between the walls. In the beginning, she thought she was hearing things and she didn't pay no mind to it. But she constantly kept hearing those soft taps from inside the house, day or night. Mom didn't want to tell anybody because they would discount it and that it was her imagination working overdrive. Her mind was slowly becoming fearful to what it could be. So one night, my grandparents left to go food shopping in another town. And Mom decided to stay by herself because she thought it was boring. But she completely forgot of all those things that were happening in that house. 
So later on, mom was sitting in the living room because they had left earlier, and she was thinking in her mind that they would come back home before dark. She was there in the living room, all alone, while it was completely pitch black dark outside. She said that all she heard was the frogs croaking by the lake and crickets chirping. Mom said she was getting feeling that she was being watched through the windows, but the windows were so high for someone to look through. At that point, she was running around the house like a headless chicken full of panic and fright for her bad decision that she regrets to this day of staying all alone. Like if it couldn't get worse for my poor mom. The tappings came back, but louder. Mom was thinking that she was becoming insane or that fear was grabbing a hold of her head. So she decided to confront whatever it was that was doing that. She started following the noise where the tappings were coming from. It was towards the very back end of the house near the back door. As she inched closer and closer, she put her ear against the inner wall of a small dark closet near the back door where the knocks were coming from outside. And what she told me next gave me goosebumps typing this down. She said that she heard the loud wailing noise of a baby bawling and crying as if it was trapped inside the closet. Mom didn't even bother to check this because it shook her up. Then for a quick moment, the tappings inside the house came back, but much more louder as if someone were banging on the door. She ran all the way into her room and locked the door when she went to go get her rosary. Mom waited for what she said felt like forever for her family to come home. After that, she never thought about staying home alone again. Yet another dark night in the middle of summer, Mom and her siblings were eagerly waiting for her dad to come home from work. She ran to the back door, anticipating his arrival. Mom opened the door without hesitation, and she remembers that she was completely scared of what she saw next. Almost close to her, a solid white soul, shaped like a woman, floating across the backyard, going from one corner of the old barn to the other corner where an old watershed used to be standing that was demolished right after my mom moved in. It was knocked down because my grandparents were concerned that the old dilapidated shed would cave in while mom was playing in there with her brothers and sisters. When the woman reached the shed, she disappeared into thin air. Mom was speechless of what she saw and ran back into the house to my abuela. She couldn't even speak to my abuela, and after a while, when the fright left my mom, she told abuela of what it was. My abuela told mom something chilling. Since my whole family was Catholic, and they kind of believed in the supernatural, my abuela thought that the ghost was trying to contact my mom. Mom said that she didn't want to hear anything to do with that woman. Abuela said that if mom didn't call her out, that the woman wouldn't stop trying to communicate with my mom. It's odd because it just happened to her only and not her siblings. Abuela mentioned to my mom, say to her, what do you want? Mom complied and when she did it that night, the woman never responded to her and all the paranormal things stopped. Now that my mom told me this, she recalled that Tia Lete researched about the house's history and freakishly found out that there were five children that lived in the house, just like my mom's family of five. But if that was scary enough, four of the five children's names were the exact same. Jose, Tio Jose, Anthony, Tio Tony, Francisco, Tia Francisca, and then my mom's name, Maria. Disturbingly, one of the children were killed by a stray gunshot of a bullet in the house that was built in the 1920s. But the barn and the shed were built during the gold rush in California. I theorized that the woman thought my mom was the child who died in the house and wanted to contact her to see if she was her child. Just recently, last week, we went to Watsonville for a family event and Dialete told me the house no longer stands and it was demolished a couple of years ago. Mom told me that this would be the first and last time she'll ever tell this as she felt scared by this even to this day. I will never forget of what my mom had endured. I'm glad she made it through up to this day for me to see her, to be with her. 
And mom, no matter what, I will love you forever.